Greetings ladies and mental gents and welcome to today's Reddit quickie video. Taken from the HFY subreddit, the story is called Promise, written by LG Father Anthracite. The link to the original will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy. The Drunk, written by Lostfall. The link to the original will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy. At the far end of the bar, the disheveled and smutty creatures sat. He slowly working his way through the strongest stuff that they had. And while its impact showed, he somehow kept going. Gorath had been a bartender and a bouncer for a long time. And while the raggedy clothing caused him to think the creature was a bum, he was beginning to realize that that wasn't right. For starters, he kept his tab paid. He also had started showing up about a week ago always appearing at about 1700 and leaving at around 2100. He also seemed to always head in the same seat and end of the bar. This creature was a race that he wasn't familiar with. He seemed to have no interest in the company, while its race was obviously supposed to be bisymmetrical from appearances, but little of its face was visible under the hood was definitely asymmetrical. As though it had severe damage it had been rebuilt rather than healed, a fake eye was apparent glowing slightly red. He had apparently put away enough hard alcohol to kill most species, but had hardly seemed even phased beyond the slightest glassiness in his one real eye. The eye also had a thousand yard stare, often seen in the former combat soldiers, emergency medics, and others with horrors in their past. About done, buddy? He asked as he approached the patron. The creature jerked slightly, as though just noticing him. Without a word, he held up his gas for a refill. Gareth had his credit chit, and he knew that there was plenty on it to cover the cost. The bar was almost empty, so Gareth didn't have much else to do. He started pouring another. He was a little shocked as he brought it over and he heard a gravelly voice. Thank you, sir. After seeing this being nightly for this long, he had never heard it talk. He had always pointed out the drinks he wanted, and the voice had almost sounded like it gargled with glass. Not a problem, Gareth said, trying to strike up a conversation. So what brings you to this corner of hell? Waiting on someone, he replied. Gareth then noticed the right hand and holding the drink was prosthetic. This was a uniquely human trait, as most creatures couldn't handle the shock of losing a limb. While Gareth had never met a human, he had heard about them. So that was what they were sitting at the spa. About all Gareth could remember about humans was that they were tough to kill. Other than that, they really didn't stand out. From the apparent damage he saw as he looked over at the human, that was very true. You're a human, right? Don't see many of you out this way. Who are you looking for? Gareth continued, intrigued by the individual before him. The human didn't even look up. He just muttered, Meh, I'm a human, looking for the barlock that frequents these parts. I hope he's a friend, Grafforth Gareth. Humans can't take a barlock in a good day, and with that fake arm and eye, I suspected you're well past your good days. The human laughs, genuine humor in his voice. That I am. Well past my good days. Gareth was starting to like this human. He had a friendly demeanor and made light of his injuries, something not very many could do. What's your name? he asked. Ilmarden, the human replied, tight smile on his lips. Well, Bill, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Gareth replied, making a polite bow, one which was surprised Bill returned. As Gareth moved away, wiping down the bar and cleaning it up, 
he couldn't help but feel some pity for the disabled human at the far end of the bar. It was not a friendly system, populated primarily by miners, pirates, and crooks. Most on this rock were dirt poor, barely making enough as miners to cover the cost of food. He figured Bull must have made money off of this rock and was taking advantage of the low cost of living to live out his retirement after the Garath assumed was a tragic injury. Most likely the source of that glazed look on his need for a nightly drink, trying to bury the memory. Bull continued to visit Garath every night, sticking to his routine and the chair, the day slowly dragging into weeks. Bull was never much of a talker, but he listened well. After a while, Bull was a friend to say hello to, but as a regular as the scenery. He didn't draw hard looks, but he did get the occasional look of pity as he limped into the latrine or otherwise saw his prosthetical hand. Bull had been coming regularly for about a month when something happened. Garath wouldn't have ever forget that fateful night. It was right around eight o'clock when the doors opened, members of the trailing pirate cartel spilling in. Two Balarocks and three Norin and a few patrons present quickly leaving upon seeing the arrival. One appeared to be a ship captain. Groth knew with a sickening certainty what came next. It happened every month. They were here for protection money. Garath readied himself as the Norin captain approached a bar. He started with traditional threats. Garath, you know the drill. Do we need to arrange an accident for one of your patrons this time? Maybe a crippled human up in the corner, he snickered. At this, the two Balarocks began to approach Bull. Garath was already lifting his hands. A bag of security money in one with everything changed. You could feel the change in the very air, as though the warmth fled from the very room. Garath was still looking at the captain when he heard one of the Balarocks trip over the chair, falling and crushing the table, a look of pure horror leaping from his face as he stared. Turning to see what he was looking at, Garath no longer saw Bull, but where he had been now stood one of the strangest sights he'd ever seen. Bull, still in his ragged clothes, was holding his drink in his left hand. His other mechanical hand had clamped itself around the skull of one of the Balarocks. Had Garath not witnessed it himself, he would have never thought a disabled human capable. Bull drank his drink a tumbler of earth whiskey neat in a single shot, then crushed the Balarock's skull. Fractured bones popped out of the sides with a sickening snap, resounding around the hushed bar. Setting his glass down, the mechanical hand, no longer looking like a regular prosthesis, reached up and tore the rags from his body. As they fell away, a dark cloak enveloped Bull. As Bull turned towards the remaining pirates, he addressed the other Balarock, clearly ignoring the Noran. I've been waiting for you, Kalen. Do you remember me? he asked with a sneer. The realization was setting in the Gareth that Bull might not have been the prey that he assumed. Kalen and the Balarock obviously knew who approached him. He had already started crying and begging. The Noran seemed frozen, unsure as what was going on. Bull moved, a shadow around him moving like a being, showing glimpses of what was obviously powered armor. What Gorath had assumed was a prosthesis was very clearly cybernetic. High-powered augments were natural components normally seen on shock troops and soldiers. The cause of his limp was suddenly obvious. One leg was also cybernetic with the cloak twisting around behind him, seemingly dimming the lights as they approached the terrified Balarock, who was bragging the much smaller bull. The Noran captain started to recover from his shock and moved towards the darkened shade. Bull's look towards the captain, though, was only seen by Garath. Garath felt his veins freeze. The man standing in the middle of his bar, hands still covered in the viscera of the first Balarock, wasn't Bull. 
Even Garath did not need a poster to recognize the terrifying visage of the void. The dead eye with the red one, his bodily damage apparent, though most believed he was from some nightmare released from the depths of space. Rumor held he simply occupied a body. Normally, trailing pirates would already be drawing weapons on his attacker. They believed that they owed the system. But only one of these Norrin appeared to not recognize their assailant. A fatal mistake. Reaching for a weapon that he would never make it to, the Void launched a chair with a deadly force and accuracy. Both shattered into a pile of broken lumber and limbs, the Void never even looked away from the terrified Balarok at his feet. The Balarok was at the point of crying. He may have been twice the size of his hunter, but he knew death when he saw it. You have raided ships bearing my protection. Those men were delivering goods to me. You stole from me and took men I promised safe passage as prisoners. I had a, um, discussion with your slaver friend. Let's just say it was high impact. But they gave me your name, Kalen. The void, his voice picking up in volume and developing an unnatural echo. All illusions of the handicapped old drunk fading away like the darkness when the sun rises. I was just following orders, he's the captain, stammered Valorok while pointing towards the Norrin. The void's gaze followed that pointed hand. Without looking away, the cybernetic leg smashed down on the Balarok's chest, with enough force to crack the floor underneath. The Balarok are sturdy creatures. It takes a lot to kill them. Garath later would realize, in shock, that he had never heard of a Balarok killed by anything but plasma fire. Except, of course, by another Balarok. From the look of it, the void must have broke most of his ribs, destroyed his lungs, but somehow it didn't stop his heart. Instead, it lay there gargling slowly drowning in its own blood as the void turned away. The two remaining Norrin began to react now, finally overcome by the sheer shock and fear. Both pulled plasma pistols and opened fire. The void continued towards them, unfazed by their shots. At the last moment, the unnatural shroud he wore whipped up, swallowing the plasma hole. There was no splash of hot plasma nor the smell of burning flesh, metal or clothing, just the sudden absence of light from the rounds. As the bolts disappeared into his shroud, the Void pulled something from his side and extended it, easily six feet long with a wicked-looking barb at the end. The weapon conjured images of the Void's legendary ship, the Pequod, harpooning its poor victims. With a quick throw, the captain's last ally was pinned to the door. Only two feet of the spear was still visible in his chest, another two and a half feet sticking out the other side of a metal door. The captain, in desperation, began firing again, but the void shroud kept consuming his bolts. In his panic, he allowed the pistol to overheat. As he looked down at his broken sidearm, the void stepped forward and reached out with his cybernetic hand, crushing the pistol and the hand that the Noran captain held it with. The captain fell to the floor, screaming, mangled bits of hand and pistol still attached to his arm, but now at impossible angles and almost indistinguishable. We are going for a ride, Captain, he said with finality. We have much to discuss, but first, there is something that I must take care of, the Void stated as he turned towards Garath. The Void paid his tab. Before he left, the Void handed Garath a red flag with a white skull and instructed him to hang it behind his bar. With that, the Void grabbed the babbling Captain and walked out the door, the Captain begging for mercy and struggling. He was every bit as helpless as a newborn, as the monster appeared to be effortlessly drag him across the floor and out the door. Grath never heard of what the fate of the captain was, but he was fairly confident he didn't want to. 
regardless of the law and captain's crimes against him. The police did come by and question him. They took images of the scene and hauled off the bodies. Shortly after they left, a group of Teleron pirates showed up. This was the visit that Gareth had dreaded. But it was a surreal experience. None of the usual threats of casual violence or execution thereof. They stopped barely in the door and one pointed in the flag in the background. The only question is, was it real? Gareth confirmed that it was, at which point the pirates apologized and left. Over the next month, more than a couple pirate vessels were found ripped apart, debris floating in space. All bore those hideous holes where the large metal harpoon had pierced them like fish before being torn apart. After that month, things got extremely quiet. None dared to fly the Talron colors. Pirates began to avoid the system entirely. In fact, the risk of the Void's wrath was enough to discourage even the bravest. On occasion, Garath would think back to the months that he had spent chatting with feeling sorry for Bull. He assumed Bull's handicaps and innocent demeanor were that of a scarred, helpless man drinking away the horrors of his injury. Never would he have guessed that belaying that veneer existed a horror-drinking feat from him. And on occasion, Garath would smile and chuckle, remembering how he had feared the Bull's safety on Ferrical. Looking at the end of the bar, wrapped in rags and drinking in the finest earth bourbon Garoth could find, sat the calm figure, still polite and friendly, only Garath knew what really was under those rags. Bull had started coming back a week or so after his exit with the captain. He would occasionally disappear, but seemed to enjoy drinking here, and Garath was certainly not about to deny him that. Business in the bar had picked up after the void flag had gone up too. Rumor had spread like wildfire that he was guarded by the demon of space. Suddenly, the doors burst open and in walked five members of the Nolga organized crime circuit. One fired a plasma rifle into the ceiling, yelling for everyone to leave. From the corner of his eye, he saw Bull shoot down the last of his bourbon, a skull already on his face. Gorath sighed. He already knew that he was going to need a mop. And that, my friends, is the end of this Reddit quickie. I hope that you enjoyed. Please don't forget to head over to the author's original post and support them if you enjoyed the story. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so listed down below. The easiest of which would be to share this channel like a zombie plague. Other than that, I'll see you all in the next video, and I hope that you all have a good one until then. Cheers.